All right. Are we going? How's everybody doing out there? It's your old pal, Wells. Time for another episode of uh, YFT. I got to be honest with you. This is not going to be easy for me to say, but it's... <sighs> I feel like it needs to be said just... I've always been transparent with everyone, and I just need everyone to know the truth. And sometimes, sometimes the truth is hard to say out loud. It's hard to admit to yourself and to those you love, i.e. YFTers. But, you know, the, the mission statement of this show always was full transparency, always be honest, facts not feelings, show don't tell, walk the talk and talk the talk, and then walk and talk at the same time. Don't be a little bitch. And finally, and most importantly, live, laugh, love. So with all that being said, um, here's my announcement. I have chapped lips, all right? Guys, they're chapped. So it's a chapped right now, and I don't know how to unchap it because I put on the chapstick, and I'm still chapped. And I know what it is. It's the weather, but I love this weather. Yesterday, I went and played golf, okay? November 12th, I went and played golf. And it was like 68 degrees, which I think, as we all know, um, is the perfect temp for the thermostat. And I was doing that in, in November. That's why California's greatest. That's the thing right there. Is this November 11th, I'm playing golf in shorts, having an absolute blast, while everyone in other places is freezing their nutsack off, okay? Move here. I Or don't, I don't know. Listen, everyone's like, it's so expensive there. Oh, you know, In-N-Out Burger really sucks. And oh, there's a lot of homeless people. Yeah, all that stuff exists. But you know what else? Mid-November, playing golf in shorts, having an amazing time. Now, here's the thing. It is wintertime, and that means the, the air is dry, and thus I have a chaplip. And I don't love it. And there's nothing I can really do about it because I, I, I put the chapstick on. I put the, the Beats Birds, the Beats Birds wax, the Beats Birds wax, the Beats, the, the Bees, Birch Bees wax. It's, yeah, that's what I do. I do it. And uh, I have Carmex. Sure. What's the other one? Carmex is the one that like everyone dips their dirty finger in. For some reason, we were all like, this is cool. You know, I used to do though when I was uh, in high school is I'd hollow that thing out and then I'd put weed in it. That just shows you how much weed I had I could afford in high school. We call them twomps. Did you guys have twomps? It's, it, was a, it was a 20 bag. So it was like, you know, I guess it was a third of an eighth. A third of an eighth. Is that a thing? God, it's terrible. This is, I'll tell you how I bought drugs in high school. Right here. My mom gave me $5 every day to get um, like cheesy fries or something from the cafeteria. But I also had a, a sack lunch. Cause so spoiled, and I would take that five dollars every day, and then I would add it up. After by Thursday, had twenty dollars, and then I could go buy the twomp from my buddy out of the back of his Volvo. Won't say names, but it was out of a Volvo. And yeah, I don't smoke weed anymore. But that's my story about how I would uh, buy that little. And we were getting ripped off, by the way. Totally, I'd take that little little nugger, throw it in a Carmex. Cops are never going to find it. They did, though, actually. I did get caught for uh, weed when I was uh, a minor at a fucking... Oh, my lips are so chapped. At a fucking national park. Andrew Malera State Beach at the Gorge. What's what we called it. It was called the Gorge. Pfeiffer. A freaking park ranger 
caught us like hot box in the car. <laughs> came, searched our car, took all the freaking booze we had. Then he nailed me for some weed. And then I had to go, I like lost my license for six months. And then I had to go to court and I was like, hey, my bad, I smoked weed out. I shouldn't smoke weed, uh, totally take responsibility. So then they sent me to like uh, like this class I had to take. And it was obviously a class for people who got like DUIs. And so they showed a bunch of like gruesome photos of people that had been killed in car crashes and stuff. People who like fell asleep on, the, got drunk and like fell asleep on the railroad tracks and on like their bodies. And I was sitting there and I was in high, high school and I was like, what the, this is fucked up imagery that you're showing me. One, with my fragile brain. And two, I'm not here because I got I drank and drived, drank and drove. I'm here because I smoked a little ganja in high school in California. Like, it would be weird if you didn't do that. I'm like, why are you you're poisoning my mind with all these horrible visions? And I remember at the end of the class, they had like a comment section. And I wrote, I was like, this is, you shouldn't be showing me this. I don't need it. Anyways, you might be saying to yourself, hey, Wells, when do you call up Brandi? And um, I mean, I can still do the thing if you want me to do the thing. My lips are so fucking chapped. Oh, yes, they are. Um, anyways, we're not going to call Brandy, though. I don't know what she's doing. She's busy, and I'm going out of town later today, and she is, I don't know, she's somewhere DJing or something or riding horses. Or maybe she's DJing a horse show. I don't even know what she does at this point. But anyways, she can't be bothered to do the show. And you know what? I was going to get Sarah, but um, I believe that she is hungover in bed. So I'm just going to do this one. I'm just going to raw dog this one. I'm going solo for yo. Have I gotten lazy on this show, you think? Or I don't know. I can do the show solo, though. I've done it before, and, I, and I'll do it again. And so you're just going to get like a kind of like a stream of consciousness from me, just kind of like a we're just going to pile on through and just see what happens. And it might be a great show. It might be terrible. I don't know. I mean, we started off strong with a chap lip bit. I think that was great. And we'll see where it goes from there. So, um, yeah, I should probably shut the show, though. Huh? Yeah. Mm. Let's do it. Bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells. Ha <laughs> ha, not Brandy. She's uh, gone. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my bowl and branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at BowlAndBranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. By the way, I listened to the episode with uh, Brandy and Tish, and boy, oh boy. Love both of them together, but that was a bad show, and I apologize for it. It was just, I mean, maybe this will be bad too, but like that just made no sense, which was pretty great. Um, but I, um, 
I enjoyed it. But I think that's why I never listened to Sorry or Stone because it was just like, ooh, this is a stone person talking a lot and it's not really going anywhere. But I love them and, um, and I appreciate when they can cover for me, even though your boy can do this show alone. Normally this is when I would talk about Bachelor in Paradise, but I gotta be honest with you, they didn't send me the episode early like they normally do, so I haven't watched it. Also, it's episode 13, which I'm not in. So one episode I'm not in this season, which sucks, I'm paid episodically and I wanna be in everyone, you know, but c'est la vie. Oh, and by the way, they did, um, I went and filmed this after show. I will vent more about this later, but I went and filmed the after show, whatever it was last week. I had to go do a rehearsal with Jesse and production the day beforehand, which took like five hours. And then I had to film the entire day. I'm not really complaining. I'm just like telling you how, how it went down. Like I got there at like 11. We wrapped around like 1230 at, at past midnight. But it was fun, and um, we do some fun things, and then also it's, like, really juicy and dr dramatic and stuff. And then um, uh, a producer called me the other day, and he goes, hey, so <gasps> I think we're cutting everything you did. I'm like, what? Why? Why would you do that? Ah, we know you kind of do all the funny stuff, and uh, we want this to be serious. What? What? Why the fuck did I go? 12 hours of filming. And you're cutting your boy out? How could you do that? So, I don't know if I'm going to be in the <laughs> in the after show. What? But so when they did invite me, I was like, guys, why do you need me there? I'm not hosting it. Jesse's doing it. You know, like, what's the purpose here? I think it'll be like an intro of me, like in the beginning, like, hi. And then it'll be at the end, it'll be like, bye. And then that'll be the entire the entirety of what I did, even though uh, your boy had to learn like a bunch of lines and stuff and like did like a whole like, couple of different bits. So anyways, that's show business. That's Hollywood kids. Just so you know, sometimes you'll go to work and then um, you'll do a bunch of work and then they don't show it on TV. And that's fine because you got chap lips. By the way, have you guys heard of Turo? Turo? It's uh, not an ad. Should be. Maybe it will be. I'm driving up the coast today with my brother and Dino, actually. And this is my brother's birthday gift. And I'm taking him to play a real fancy golf course up in uh, Monterey Peninsula. And so I got us a rental car. And I thought, you know what? Let's get a Tesla because your boy's trying to save the world. You know, I don't want to put any more emissions out there, even though I'm not even sure if it's that much better for the environment because of like lithium ion. I'm not sure if that's good for you, but really, really, it doesn't really matter. I was like, I want to uh, run a Tesla. So you can go on this app called Turo. And it's like just people renting their cars out to you. It's a it's like Airbnb, but for cars, which is a smart idea, but like also crazy guy. Why would you ever let anybody ever drive your car anywhere? You know, seems like a terrible idea. I would never do that, but I will employ this service because I think it's like self-driving. So I can, I just can just like sit back and relax. Maybe edit this puppy while I drive up the coast. I'm going to report back to how Turo goes, but kind of interesting. I, I guess I got to Uber over to this guy's house and then take his car from him. And then bring it back in a couple days. It's crazy, man. I guess we're just taking, we're just like cutting out the middleman, you know, with like the Airbnbs and the Turos of the world. By the way, dude, like the Roan is back. It, bigger and badder than ever right now. Everyone's got the Roan, I feel like. I heard like the most recent Omicron strain is like, just doesn't give a fuck about the vaccine. Just like sweet. Glad I got that. I mean, I am glad I got that, but like, so now do I gotta get another one? Because here's the thing, man. Every time I get that shot, your boy gets sick. And with the chapped lips, that's too much. It's way too much. If they got another, you know, another vaccine, I'll, I'll go do it. Because you know what? I'm trying to save the world. 
I didn't watch Bachelor in Paradise because, uh, yeah, I didn't get sent the episode and I'm not in the episode. I did not watch it because I'm not in the episode, but I know I'm not in this episode. So, like, I'm not sure if I, I would have so much insight into the episode because I wasn't probably a part of it. I think this is when Eliza goes to see Justin in Chicago. And obviously I wasn't there, but really funny if I was, though, like the Danielle Michael day where I was just like following them around. <laughs> like, hey, in the Windy City, too. What are you guys doing? Uh, oh, yeah. It looks like it's going to be uh, not a great experience for Eliza. So so a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, Rodney for Bachelor, which uh, I'm here for. You know, he's great. I don't know how good Zach is going to be, but I definitely would have rathered Rodney. Seems like a nice, I know Rodney, he's a nice guy. I'm sure Zach's a nice guy too, but, you know, why, would, why wouldn't you go with, with the Rodmaster? So, uh, yeah, anyways, I didn't watch it. So next week, I guess we'll do like a whole freaking recap for everybody. Okay. You got some fave things, bro? Dude, bro, do I ever. First of all. Gonna start with my buddy Matt Shively's show, Lopez versus Lopez. Oh, I'm also actually friends with his daughter Mayan, who's the star of the show, and I've met and hung out with George Lopez a few times. And anyways, they've got a new show. It's on Peacock and then also on NBC. Here's the tag: a working class family comedy about dysfunction, reconnection, and all the pain and joy in between. Lopez versus Lopez on NBC. So the premise is is that Mayan Lopez makes a TikTok about how her father was a piece of shit, which is a real thing that happened. Mayan made a TikTok in like the beginning of the pandemic, you know, like my father cheated on my on my mom and all this kind of stuff. And then and the, this TikTok went viral. And I guess the producer saw it and was like, we can make this into a show. The show starts with her making that TikTok and her dad, George Lopez, is there like it is in her house, like helping remodel the kitchen. And then it comes to find out that like George is uh, like, down in his luck and like needs a place to stay so he moves in with his daughter who's married to Matt Shively my buddy and it's really funny because they have a kid and my favorite so far my favorite bit of the whole thing is that George Lopez doesn't believe that Matt Shively is the real father of the kid because the kid looks very Hispanic and Matt is very very white and it is so funny and it's a true like live in front of an audience multicam sh show Big Bang Theory or Friends or Seinfeld it's so good. And I mean, obviously we all love George Lopez's old show. I mean, that thing went forever. And so like, this is kind of like a reboot. It's a little, it's a different storyline than the old one. Cause I think he was like a factory worker in the old one. Anyways, uh, Lopez versus Lopez on NBC. And then also on uh, Peacock, go watch it. It's great. And support my buddy, Matt Shively's show. Cause he's great. He's very funny in that show, by the way. Oh my God. My fucking lips are just flaking off. You know, so good. Hey, quick question. Could you sneeze when you're asleep? Have you ever sneezed while you were sleeping? I don't think you can, which is a weird thing because I feel like a sneeze is like, a, like an automatic thing. Like if you get some pepper up in your nose, you're like, <gasps> and I imagine it happens when you're sleeping, but I've never been woken up by a sneeze. I think that would be terrifying. You're in the middle of a dream, just like living your life, having the best time in the world. And all of a sudden you sneeze and you get ripped out of that thing, like a shotgun blast to your dick. So, yeah, I think that there must be some sort of, like, evolutionary tool to that, like, says, like, hey, if you're sleeping, we can't sneeze because we don't want to rip you out of this dream state and terrify you. Can you imagine, though, if you were, like, having, like, a good fantasy wet dream or something and all of a sudden you sneezed, you jizzed and sneezed at the same time? Well, I don't know what happens then. They always say that if, if you sneeze with your eyes open, they'll pop out. What happens if you sneeze and jizz at the same time? You shit yourself. <laughs> Does everything come out? I don't know. Still watching the peripheral, 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 peripheral. 
By the way, someone sent me a, a, a TikTok about how you're supposed to actually pronounce that, and I was saying it wrong. I, I was saying peripheral, but really it's pronounced peripheral. Fuck, I don't know. You know you say a word so many times that it just sounds, starts to sound wrong in your head, and that's probably because of the weed, but that's just what happened to me with perif- peripheral. Peripheral. Fuck. I don't know. The peripheral is still great. Still watching that. It's getting better. Big fan of that show. So go, you just go watch that. Please, thank you so much. Sarah and I started watching a new show with Stanley Tucci, who does, who doesn't love Stanley Tucci, right? He's the best. The show's called Inside Man. It's on Netflix. Prisoner on death row in the U.S. and a woman trapped in a cellar under an English vicar cross paths in the most unexpected way. The Inside Man. Just, just Inside Man. Stanley Tucci's in it, and then also David Tennant is in it, who, he was Kilgore in Jessica Jones, um, which, by the way, that's still one of my favorite shows. But he's also in, like, Doctor Who, which I think that's what he's most famous for is the Doctor Who stuff, but he's great in it. He plays a vicar, which I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently in, in England, there's, like, a guy who is, like, kind of, like, runs the church, but, like, not a priest because he's married with kids, with a kid. I don't really understand British church, but anyways, he's a vicar. Stanley Tucci's on death row in the United States. It's almost like he is Sherlock Holmes. I guess he's a lawyer, and so people are coming to him for answers because I guess he can, like, solve things really quickly and, and, like, give people the answers that they need and stuff. And this reporter comes to the jail to interview him because he is known as the guy that everyone comes to for problems. And while it's happening, the vicar, and so he's at church, and, like, one of his choir boys or something comes in and to his office is like here take this flash drive my mom's gonna find it she's gonna freak out and he's like it's porn just just hide it for me and he's like yeah okay whatever so he takes the flash drive and then he then he leaves goes and picks up his son's tutor his son's tutor is at the house and she's like hey i need to get on the wi-fi and so the son like finds this flash drive and was like here this will connect you to the wi-fi and plugs it in and all of a sudden she's looking at all the porn but porn isn't just regular porn the porn is is kitty porn. And so she freaks out and she's like, oh my God, your son is into kitty porn. He's like, no, 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 it's not. No, it's not my son. It's mine or whatever. And she's like, okay, that's not, not make, that doesn't make things better. Somehow he like gets her down in the cellar and she's like trapped in the cellar. The journalist is now being like, hey, Stanley Tucci, what happened to this this woman? It's really fucking good. And I did a terrible job of explaining it, but it's really good. The only, the only thing that's confusing is is that he's on death row in the United States, but the woman is definitely in England. The journalist met the woman on the train to go to the jail. So it's like, is this in England or is this in the United States? I'm so confused. Anyways, that's my one big qualm with it because it's just like, I don't know what country we're in right now. But anyways, it's a BBC show and it's on Netflix. You should go watch it. It's pretty good. I liked it. So I got drunk, day drunk yesterday because I was playing a golf tournament. And then when I got home, I passed out and she decided to get drunk while I was asleep. And so then when I woke up, she was just singing crazy musical numbers. Oh my, what the fuck's happening? If you watch my Instagram stories, I documented the whole thing. Anyways, we ended up watching a bunch of Disney cartoon movies, you know, and I just got to say, dude, Aladdin fucking still slaps so hard. That is such a good fucking movie. I can't even get over it. And then also Sarah was like, tell me about that. There's like a deleted scene where you see Aladdin as a little boy and you see his mom get killed and that's how he becomes an orphan. Why did they cut that out? That makes his, his, his story so much more compelling. But like the songs, 
One step. Like that song is so great. And then let's just appreciate some of the fucking bangers that's on Aladdin real quick. Also, RIP, the two biggest stars in that movie are no longer with us. Rob Williams and Gilbert Gottfried are so freaking good. First of all, this song slaps so hard. I'm telling you, it's a world-class menagerie. Prince Ali, handsome as he, Ali Ababwa. That physique, how can I speak? Wake at the name. Well, get on out in that square. I'm just a bell of a That's my favorite. That's my favorite thing right there. He's got like some some amount of monkeys. He's got the monkeys. He's got the monkeys. It's so. What's the monkeys, dude? Okay, first of all, so that slaps so hard. I mean, let's just not forget about like this absolute gem. I come from a land from a faraway place where the caravan camels roll. Where it's flat and immense and the heat is intense, it's barbaric. But well, hey, it's, it's home. When the winds from the east and the suns from the west and the sand and the glass is right, come on down, stop on by, hop a carpet and fly to another Arabian night. I mean, Arabian Okay, I mean, so that slaps. And then, I'm sorry, but this song will always and forever just be one of the greatest songs ever written by anybody. Ahead of the law, man. That's all, and that's no joke. These guys don't appreciate I'm broke. straight rat, scoundrel, take that. Just a little snack, guys. He just wants some bread, guys. Open, take it back, guys. I can take a hint, gotta face the facts. You're my only friend, Abu. All the all the bitches wanted to fuck Aladdin, but he was like, nah, dude. I'm gonna Pete Davidson this thing. <laughs> I'm going for the queen. Tell you all about it when I got the time. One jump ahead of the slow pokes. One skip ahead of my doom. Next time, can I use a nom de plume? I don't know what that means. A nom de plume? Ahead of the hit man. One hit ahead of the flock. I think I'll take a stroll around, around the block. Anyways, it's just so good. And Robin Williams is so fucking funny. It's insane. Also, Apu is like the cutest little thing in the world, and he's I mean, maybe my favorite my favorite monkey ever. He got the monkeys. He got the monkeys. We also watched Little Mermaid a little bit, and also like Sebastian's a bitch. He's a little bitch, and I don't I don't really like him as an adult. I'm not a big Sebastian guy. So that's my thought on Disney. Uh, <laughs> you guys still listening? Okay, cool, great, grand, wonderful. Have you guys seen this guy on TikTok that like goes up to people in the middle of New York City and they're like, hey? What do you pay for rent? And they're like, uh, like three grand a month. And they're like, he's like, hey, can I get a tour? And then they were like, sure. And he goes, gets a house tour from them. First of all, have you ever been to New York? I'm sorry, if, if this wasn't all staged, Caleb Simpson, um, 
you would be murdered. New Yorkers would be like, get the fuck away from me. What are you doing? No, you're not coming to my house. You're gonna, you can slit my throat. Don't fucking talk to me. I got to make the train. But they're always like, hey, yeah, yeah, sure, come on over. Just invite a stranger into your flat in Brooklyn. What? No one would ever agree to this. And then I look at this thing, and he's like, the new age MTV Cribs. And I'm like, oh, okay, so it's a bit. I'm like, gotcha. That makes sense. Then I'm like, good, good for you. I guess. I bet you he's got a big flat because he probably makes a lot of money on TikTok. Which I haven't really figured out. I don't understand how TikTok works. If, when we make like really good videos, <clears throat> especially like funny bits from this show, and I put them up there, they don't do well. But then if I put up a 30-second reaction video to the dumbest fucking thing in the world, a million views. It's almost like TikTok doesn't want you to be good at anything, you know? They're like, we really, the algorithm really is great for when it's shitty. Like, zero production value. I put up the trailer for Best in Doe, which is, like, really professionally well done. And also the same thing. We did the whole Nicole Kidman AMC Theaters ripoff for Paradise. We shot that shot for shot, scene for scene. I had director Michael Shea in there, who's an amazing fucking director. We did this whole thing, put it all together. No one, no views. But then it's like a video of me watching a, a water tank fall to the ground and making a fart noise. Two million views. What? Is the algorithm showing like people are stupid and they like stupid shit? That's, that sucks as someone who I think wants to make better shit. Also, I do a fucking Cooking Wells video where I do the stupid uh, effeminate southern voice and I think that's culture and talent. No, it's stupid. Well, how did they have France time for an episode of Cooking Wales? <laughs> It's, 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 it's pretty funny. I saw something on uh, TikTok, speaking of. People are talking about, like, whether or not dragons are real, which, all right, hear me out. This is the pitch as to why dragons were real. Every culture has, like, a depiction of dragons and having to fight them, you know? You have the knights in England, King Arthur and stuff, having to slay dragons. And then you have the exact same thing in, like, Asian folklore. Same thing with, like, the Mayans and the Native American. Like, every culture has these winged lizards, and you had to fight them, right? And it makes no sense that, like, how would all of these different cultures who never touched one another have the exact same kind of, like, thing going on? And obviously dinosaurs are real, but, like, dinosaurs were knocked out before we came around. But who knows? Maybe some dinosaurs, like, stuck around or something. The theory is here, and stick with me because it is kind of stupid, but it, it, it might work. The theory is that just like birds of today, the dragons would have to have hollow bones to be able to fly. And I don't know if you know that, but like birds have like very hollow bones so that they're lighter so they can obviously fly into the skies. And so the, the thought would be that the dragons would have to have the exact same thing. And hollow bones don't fossilize very well in comparison to bones that are dense. And so they wouldn't have been preserved because the bones are hollow. And that's why you don't find any fossils of dragons. And that would be cool if there were dragons. You know, I don't know if they're fire breathing, like a little lizard that just kind of like flies around. And, and here's the thing. If it was real, could we recreate it? Or were they just like pterodactyls? These are the things that go through my mind at night because I am a fucking dork. So that's fun. People magazine put a thing out on Instagram that said... <laughs> It was just a picture of a fucking frog looking into a night camera, like, like a black and white game tracker camera, and it says, National Park Service asked people to stop licking toads that cause hallucinations. <laughs> 
The National Park Service is asking people to put their hands and tongues away if they encounter any sonoran desert toads. In the past, people have risked potential poisoning as they chase hallucinogenic highs from the frog's venom. But whether it be a banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please refrain from licking. That is a quote from the National Park Service. It seems like that would be an Onion article, and I think it's not, and I think it's real, and I think that that is amazing. And also maybe why everyone likes stupid videos on TikTok, because they're all fucking licking toads and tripping balls. But the picture is just amazing. We'll put it up on our Instagram. It's just so fucking funny. It's just a toad with glowing eyes <laughs> looking into the camera. I, you know, when Donald Trump talks about making America great again, I think that that's what he's talking about. I think we've gotten to a point in our society <laughs> that is truly beautiful. <laughs> it's, gotten to, it's gotten so bad that they were like, hey, listen, um, we got to put out a press release telling people not to lick frogs anymore because they're tripping their balls off. They're not turning into princes, uh, but maybe maybe that's how it happened. Is it like these old fairy tales of people like kissing a frog and turning into prince? Maybe what happened was they like licked a frog and they just started tripping out and they thought that frog turned into a prince, but really they were just like making out with a tree the entire time. I kind of like that. Speaking of, I was reading up about how like witches came about. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. So they think that the way that witches came about was they were women who were making bread. And I guess if the grain that they're using for the bread gets frost on it or gets, gets frozen or something, then some sort of bacteria called ergot can get on the grain. And if you ingest it, it's a hallucinogen similar to psilocybin or LSD. And so it was all these women who were like bread makers would boil stuff in big vats, you know, the cauldrons and stuff, making like beer or bread, whatnot. So there are these women who are like around cauldrons who would accidentally get hallucinogens in their system and then just trip their fucking nuts off. And everyone's like, that's a witch. But really, they're just out here licking toads. I don't know if that's true, but it's a pretty interesting theory. So if you think about it, a woman who's like making bread and making beer, they're brewing stuff in, in a big bowl or big cauldron, right? And then if they're using grains or barley or whatnot, they're having to probably sweep up all the grains uh, from the floor, broom. The hat thing, I don't know, maybe it's to stop like from the flour getting in their eyes. I'm not sure about that. So yeah, it checks out, I guess. Also, have you ever tripped out and heard someone laugh? It's a cackle. When you're tripping balls, you're cackling a lot, you know? That's a witch laugh, but maybe that you're just fucking seeing the face of God for the first time after licking the toad. I don't know, but I like that thought. I like that theory. Kind of fun. Um, all right, I got to go pick up my uh, Tesla from some fucking guy in Burbank at some point, so I'm going to have to go soon. But uh, before we do go, I thought that play some, uh, some voicemails. What do we got here? Hi, Wells and Brandy. Yo. Just so, well today. first, I have a really funny story um, okay. for Brandy specifically. Oh, so I'm from Louisville, which is really close to Ashland, mm -hmm. uh, where uh, your parents are from. And actually, my first concert was a Billy Ray Cyrus concert oh, man. at the Paramount in Ashland. I'm sure you know where that is. <laughs> I was maybe eight. And the funny thing was, my little cousin, who was younger than me, mm -hmm. um, went to that concert with us. And she got an apple 
Which, oh. first of all, I don't know why they're selling apples at a concert. That's very weird. But he bit into it. and Probably a whole lot to make a bowl to smoke weed out of. I don't know. Lost her front tooth. What? At a Billy Ray Cyrus concert. Typical. So that's the story that she had for the rest of her life. She probably wasn't the only person missing teeth at a Billy Ray Cyrus concert. Oh! You can say she lost her front tooth at a Billy Ray Cyrus concert biting into an apple. Um, he also signed my Tooney <laughs> B. Jones book um, because that was all I had. And he was signing autographs at the end, and I really wanted something signed. So my Tooney B. Jones book was the only thing that I had. One of my favorite things is yeah. right now, uh-huh. The Great British Bake Off. Yeah. It is one of my favorite comfort shows ever. And I can't bake. I can't cook for the life of me. But mm-hmm. for some reason, I get sucked into this show, and I hate waiting a week to watch the next episode. So that is one of my favorite things right now. Thank you, guys. Well, thank you. By the way, if you love the Great British Bake Off, you should watch a little show called Best in Dough. <laughs> I heard it's great. Speaking of Best in Dough, so Daniele, the the guy that I did the show with, he for our wedding gift, it's a beautiful, super nice wedding gift. He gave us a Gosney pizza oven, and your boy made some pizza the other day. Ah, he might be a chef. It was so good and so easy. By the way, when you rip that thing up to nine hundred degrees. Your shit cooks in no time. It's kind of fun, too. I made a bunch of dough, and I had some different uh, ingredients, and I was like, we'll make it. The only problem is that, like, I made one, and I was, like, full after that. I want to make, like, six and, like, try different ones, you know? So I'm going to have a party. You guys can come. What else we got? Hey, guys. Yo. This is Natalie. Hey, Natalie. I'm a longtime listener and Thank big you. fan of the pod. Big fan of you. Um, first off, I just want to say I am in Denver, and I know how much Brandy loves Denver. If I mean, you guys like ever too. need an excuse to come here, yeah. I would 100% buy tickets to the show. So oh, all right. highly, highly recommend doing that. Good to know. <laughs> Anyways, my favorite thing uh-huh. this week is yeah. a show called The Midnight or The Midnight Club. Sister Anne, I talked about this five episodes ago because my boy Elon Gale wrote it. It follows the lives of eight kids in hospice and it is it goes into the backstory of each and every one of them Mm -hmm. it's super good it's not too spooky but it's still really interesting and it's made by the same people that made the haunting of hill house yeah which i think you guys have talked about before we have so yeah highly recommend that one nice and then i also love the show trying um Mm. it's on apple tv it has like a 93 percent on rotten tomatoes it's been out for a while though there's like three seasons Come here with the stats. Um, my boyfriend and I don't even really want kids, but yeah. it's about a couple that's trying to have kids and then they end up having to adopt. I know uh, Wells like might be trying to have kids soon. I think it'd be a really cute show. It really tugs at your heartstrings and it's like super wholesome. So highly recommend that one as well. Anyways, <sighs> thanks. Love you guys. I'm going to want to hold off on watching that one because I feel like if we watch it, Sarah's ovaries are going to start to explode. Then we're going to have to fast forward the timeline for kids. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm just selfish right now. And I don't know I have enough money for a nanny full-time, you know? I need, need, need to sell some more ads on this podcast. Uh, what else we got? Hi, Wells. Hi, yeah. Brandy. Hey. This is Elizabeth hey, calling Elizabeth. from Ohio. Ohio. OG listener, first-time caller, dropping in with a book wreck. Nice. I'm sorry if you guys have talked about this one before. I can't remember. But I just finished The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. It's one of those books that I feel like no one is on the fence about. You either love it or you hate it. And I'll be honest, it went through some ebbs and flows where I felt like we were just chugging along. But oh my gosh, about 30 pages from the end, when I finally realized what was going on, I legitimately gasped out loud. So good. And then I also want to know which team is Wells' pick to win this season of the challenge. Um, Mm. Obviously, Bananas and and Nani are amazing. 
and I hope they make the final. But besides them, who's your pick to go all the way? I love Devin and Tori, and I think Horacio and Olivia could be really dangerous if they quit getting tossed into elimination. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Okay. I mean, obviously, Bananas and Nani. Am I saying her name right? I, every time I say it, I get fucking a million DMs being like, Wells, you're saying it wrong. Anyways, Bananas team. Bananas is just really good. It, also, everyone's scared of him. It was insane to me that Jay and Michelle didn't send them in because it's well known that like Bananas doesn't like Jay because Jay dated Morgan before him. The week before, I feel like they threw him in anyways, and then Jay didn't do it. That was the, the terrible gameplay. I like Jay, too. Terrible gameplay from Jay and Michelle. I thought that was so stupid. And Bananas, is, he will kind of say whatever needs to be said to get get going. Like, Bananas' politics game is so much better than Jay. I, it just made no sense. Um, Who do I think is going to win? I do like Devin and Tori, and I do think that Tori is a great female challenge contestant. She's tough. She's fun. She's funny. Devin always has been like his weakness is that he's just like not as athletic as everybody else, but looks like he's coming in with some actual like firepower this season. Like he's been working out and stuff. And obviously his social game is so good. So I do like the Devin and Tori pick. Yeah. I don't know if Olivia and Horacio have are long for this world. I don't, I don't see it. I also don't really know what's going to happen because I, I think that they're going to get split up at some point. The ride or dies are going to die and split up and people are going to have different partners. So we'll see what happens. I just don't want Fessy to win. I think that he is terrible and annoying. And <laughs> um, all right, we got one more. Hey, Wilson Brandy. Oh. This is Christy from St. Petersburg, Florida. I'm going to try and go through this quick because I feel like I have some things I want to say, but I also have morning duty at my school in about, like, five minutes. Duty. Uh, so, first, yeah. favorite thing right now, DIY costumes that you buy stuff from Facebook Marketplace. Nice. Oh, my gosh. I am turning my dog into Vecna, and I bought a $5 sweatshirt off of Facebook Marketplace. I got backing rods for, like, 10 bucks, and then I sponge painted it. And it looks really cool. Dope. Okay. Super bummed about that. Um, second favorite thing. Uh, my husband and I just went on our one-year anniversary road trip. We went back up to North Carolina in the mountains where we got married. Nice. And uh, favorite thing is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but those really cheesy religious uh, billboards. Yeah. Because my husband and I turned them into songs. Okay. So if you're driving on I-95, there are several yellow signs with red text that say, forgive my sins, Jesus, and save my soul. Mm -hmm. So this is how my husband and I sing it. Great. Forgive my sins, Jesus, and save my soul. I saw that billboard on a mountain road and then drove away. That's funny. So anyways, two favorite things there. Uh, <laughs> now, least favorite thing. can't believe you guys haven't talked about this. There is that movie that came out with Kaylee Cuoco and Pete Davidson mm -hmm. called Meet Cute. It had so much potential. It just bleh, yeah, awful. Um, I felt like the intro dragged on for so long, mm -hmm. and then the rest of it was like, oh, I guess intro's over. Is this like the conflict? Oh, is this the climax? I guess that's resolution. It was just like, bleh. so much potential. Did not hit it. Need to know what your thoughts are. Uh, and yeah, I think that's it. Anyways, uh, this uh, podcast is the highlight of my Wednesdays. Oh, Wednesdays you. are my busiest day. I'm an art teacher in elementary school. Cool. So Wednesdays are crazy for me. They are nonstop for like, you know, 10, 11 hours. So anyways, uh, this is the highlight of my Wednesday and love listening to it. Hope you guys have a fabulous Halloween, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening to me ramble. All right, see ya. Ding for art teachers. Like, I feel like that's something that's going away from schools, and fuck if we need them. 
so badly. Because not everyone is going to be a fucking accountant, you know? We need people who are creative, and it's, like, scary that art programs and music programs are going away from school. I'm going to get on a fucking soapbox here, but it's true. The reason why I'm able to do what I do today is because there were opportunities in middle school and high school to do like drama class and guitar class and radio stuff, like all those, those weird things. If you take all that away, then everyone's going to be a boring ass motherfucker making bad TikToks, which they're already doing anyway. So anyways, uh, our teachers are fucking awesome. I loved art too. I was a little pretty good artist. I need to show you some of my stuff back in the day. Actually, one of my things in the middle of high school, before I really kind of fell in love with radio, my plan was to go to the Art Institute in San Francisco. And then I diverted from that and decided to do journalism. Because, you know, anyways. Do we have any Muzaks? That's the question. I mean, beside Aladdin. Oh, I saw that Andrew Bird and Phoebe Bridgers have a new song out, and I like both of them. I actually interviewed both of them back in the day. It's so funny. And how I interviewed Phoebe Bridgers is amazing. So I was the morning show host on a station called Lightning 100. And we weren't playing Phoebe Bridgers yet at all. But she was on Ryan Adams's label, which that didn't end well for them. I digress. But Ryan Adams was playing a show at the Ryman and it was sold out and I wanted to go. And I was friends with the manager of Phoebe and of Ryan Adams. And so I was like, hey... His name was Ray. I was like, Ray, can I get some tickets to go see Ryan Adams? Even though it's sold out. And he goes, I can get you tickets, but you need to do something for me. And I said, okay, what, what do you need? What do you need for me? And he goes, I need you to put Phoebe Bridgers on your morning show. And I went to my program director at the time and asked him if I could do that. And he said, no, because we weren't playing her, but I want to get on the list to go see Ryan Adams. So, uh, I still had her on my show and I got in trouble from my boss because he said, no, <laughs> I did it anyways. But you know what? Your boy wanted to see Ryan Adams. And then I, I also interviewed Andrew Bird. I was very nervous because he's kind of known as like a tough interview. But the poor guy came in with the flu. He was sick and he was so sweet to me. And I felt so bad that he had to come in and sing and play with his like throat hurting. So anyways, I got nothing but good me memories of both those people. So um, this is Andrew Bird and Phoebe Bridgers coming together. And that was a really long story for me just to play a song. Until I My mind was going on My mind was growing And then I heard them lift a box And creak across my soul With the same boots to let again I can dig. The milk carton kids got some new stuff. Let's check out that. Let's see what's going on with that one. Is it a beast of rage? Either way, I'm never at my age. I'm running free. I'm running wild. I'm running still. Running child. Running That's the Milk Carton Kids. The tune is called uh, Running on Sweet Smile. I love that band. 
but like uh, it's they're kind of polarizing i feel like like my brother hates them because they are real like kind of sleepy music but i just the lyricism the guitar playing is just everything for me sad bastard at its core you know all right uh i feel like we need to go out on this i feel like this makes the most sense to go out on live tears thanks for uh for hanging with me solo today i had fun time doing the show by myself if i'm being honest you know by the way uh i've got a new podcast i'm gonna be doing coming out very very soon i'm not sure if i can announce it yet but uh your boy's gonna be doing a cooking podcast and i'm doing it with a pretty famous cook uh we've recorded a couple episodes and i gotta say i'm really excited if nothing else, I'm going to learn more stuff about cooking, which I think is going to be cool. So I think you guys are going to be uh, into that. Or if not, I'd, uh, whatever. You don't have to listen to it. I'd like you to, though. Uh, next week, Brandy will be back. I promise. Sorry. We just, our just schedules are just fucked. And uh, yeah. So sorry about that. But I love you guys so much. And my lips are still chapped. So that's fun. Like, nothing's changed. Actually, it's, it's, it's gotten worse because I've been talking a lot. You know? So that's fun. All right. You guys be good. See ya next time. Oh, don't forget uh, the uh, the hotline number, 858-630-1856. 858-630-1856. Counting on you guys to call us up. Give me the beat, boys, and free my soul. I want to get lost in your rock and roll and drift away. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.